All right, welcome people to the one within all. Back to another episode of Interverse. This time live. This time actually happening because me and Mitch tried to do this two nights ago and the monsoons were just too monstrous. <laughs> Knocked the power out on us right when we were about to get going, but here we are now and we've got the same thing to talk about except more of it because there was just another day or two of it. And if you guys didn't catch the first time I talked to Mitch, Mitch is also known as the Orgone donor. He does so much work to spread the information that Wilhelm Reich was able to come up with through his long study and research into Orgone energy, which to summarize is the life force energy that powers everything. And also this particular Orgone discovery allowed for the creation of different devices that we can use to defeat the EMF smog and even potentially make a dent in the climate chaos, hence the title of this episode. And I think that it's safe to say that the climate is very chaotic right now. So Mitch is going to be here today to break it down, go further. And if you want to hear what we talked about the first time around, go find that on my website or go to theorgondonor.com. And don't be like me and spell donor, D-O-N-O-R. It's actually, I'm sorry, it is D-O-N-O-R. <laughs> and I, for a few times, was spelling it D-O-N-E-R. So it's the Orgone, O-R-G-O-N-E, donor, D-O-N-O-R.com. And he's got an episode also up with Lindsay, our friend from Rogue Ways. So there's a lot of information that Mitch has been sharing with us. And we are going to have a good time tonight. Thank you, everyone who's saying what's up in the live chat. Intronations, Laura K, Rachel in the chat, Ra Rossum. And I will also try to keep an eye on the Rockfin chat, of course, but it's a little easier to see what's going on on YouTube. Speak of the devil, we even got Lindsay here herself, but I've been jibber jabbering long enough. It seems like we've got the party started. So what is up, Mitch? How you doing, man? Ah, Chance, I am super pumped to be here. Uh, thank you for having me back. And I, I've been gearing up for this uh, since about a month ago when we kind of put it on the books and I will tell you, you know, the two words to describe everything since we set this up and that is shit show. So I have a lot to talk about and a lot to share and uh, a lot of updates since our, since our talk back in uh, May and actually a lot that dovetails off of what Lindsay, hi Lindsay, I see you there. Uh, what Lindsay and I talked about as well. So yeah, there's just, there's no shortage of, um, like you say, climate chaos. Uh, as I stress, it's, manufactured climate chaos. And so I am here to offer everything I can to share my experience, uh, talk about a project that has really been ramped up on my end since we last spoke, and uh, just kind of offer the solutions to get this problem uh, resolved. So that's what I like about you, Mitch, you have only got time for solutions and anything else, you kind of give the middle finger to. <laughs> <laughs> You've been you reading my Instagram. When you say shit show, I happen to know you're referring to the climate and the narrative, but not the results of coming on my show and Lindsay's show, because I think there's been some really amazing reach out from that, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. And, you know, in both of those, I've, I've learned uh, the feedback I've received over the last couple months uh, because of both of you has been just overwhelmingly positive and uh, encouraging. And really, it's what's kept me going with my project that 
I'll just kind of jump right into it. But my, my Earth Pipes Across Arizona project where I, with the help of others and building these relationships with other people, working with my friends and other counterparts, uh, we are just distributing, uh, gifting, planting, burying, and gridding earth pipes all across the state of Arizona and an earth pipe for those that are possible. I'm sure most people are probably familiar at this point, but an earth pipe can be any type of organ, uh, organite device that is inside of a metal pipe. And these get buried in the ground. Uh, you can gift them. We use the term gifting to avoid certain uh, misconceptions, but we say we gift them around towers. We gift them around high EMF points. Uh, really working to, you know, my, my big thing right now is working with individuals to get them to start by burying something in their yard and then get it spread out throughout their neighborhood, get it spread throughout their community. And, you know, knowing uh, with with Phoenix specifically, I'll kind of say like Phoenix and Scottsdale, Mesa, Chandler, uh, and Tucson Vale, those areas, they are heavily populated. They are essentially giant microwaves. And so that's where a huge concentration of these devices have gone. And uh, our mutual friend, Carol, actually, hi, Carol, uh, was helping me uh, last night. I was trying to kind of compile, I, I make a tally sheet every time I send these pipes out or we gift these things uh, out, out around the state. And I, she said, you know, how many have you done so far? And I, I was just thinking off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, I think like around 450. And so I went through my notes and I compiled everything because she was going to help me to illustrate it a little bit more vibrantly on my website. And it's just shy of 800. And this is since we spoke. So I, I and it makes made sense to me when I went back and looked at you know, the receipts of, uh, of all these materials. And pretty much I've been sitting in my garage making earth pipes for the last uh, basically two months and just hammering it out as quickly as possible. And the results, like I said the other day, us having our show canceled uh, because of the very reasons I'm, you know, the, the reason I'm doing this project in the first place, we have a monsoon season this year. We did not have one last year and we had a pitiful one the year before that. So I've been here for three years and this is the first time I'm just seeing the gnarly, just absolutely gnarly weather uh, that we normally have, normally have when it's not being geoengineered. So it's just, everything's going pretty damn well, if, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I would think that the desert could definitely use at least a certain part of the year that gets really wet. And mm -hmm. so one of the comments on Rockfin I wanted to share with you right now, which I think is one of the other huge benefits of us doing this work together and really you doing this work, but me being able to show it to people <laughs> is Kaylee says, because of Mitch's last episode with you, I finally got the motivation to start making my own orgone pieces. Thanks guys. And I think well, that is a really awesome thing to hear. That is awesome. Uh, the number of folks who have uh, have stepped up to do this. I mean, we know that you know. What, so one of the things I've kind of compiled for our conversation today is really an building an emphasis on the importance of shutting down this manufactured climate crisis. Everywhere you look in the news, if you, if I mean, it's inevitable that if you read any headline at this point, you are. It's very likely you're going to see something about the climate. And what I have have learned, and I think those you know my counterparts who do this work as well, we all see it. We see what's happening. We see what's coming. And you know the 
the Wuhan Wiggle was essentially a training ground for locking down the world and prohibiting travel um, and making people enslave themselves, basically. And uh, the a lot of these agendas aren't working fast enough. Humanity's still waking up a bit too quickly for them and uh, to, to counter everything. And so the ultimate boogeyman is now, and I think it's, I call it the end game, and that is the climate crisis. That is the, there's nothing bigger than the climate. There's nothing bigger in this realm than the weather. Uh, there's the environment and mother nature and all that. It's like, they, it's the, you know, even though it's all around us and we can see it, it's technically the invisible boogeyman, you know, when they say global warming or sea levels will rise or any of that crap. Um, it's, you know, it, it freaks people out. So much so that I read a study today about, uh, I guess now it's a condition, being terrified of the climate is now a mental condition. Um, and I'm like, when I see certain headlines, which I would absolutely I heard love the cure to, is a poison dart. The I cure mean, is the poison injection. dart. <laughs> you know, I read climate fear. <laughs> yeah, earlier, earlier this week I saw someone uh, on Instagram sent me a study from, uh, it, it was up in Canada that they were talking about how all these people had died. I want to say it was around like 250 people had died and they claimed it was due to a uh, heat wave. And so uh, in the, the regular person reading this article is going to think, you know, oh, did they just like cook to death in their home or something like that? But there was a nurse who figured out that they all had one thing in common because they all went to the same hospital. And it was that they all had received the second uh, administer of a particular jab. And so it's, it's stuff like that where, you know, I actually, I know we talked briefly the other day, just kind of going through some show notes and I have a challenge for people right now with the, with all this climate hoax crap. Uh, I say, go look on any social media, do a hashtag, uh, for climate crisis, look up climate crisis, and then go find the five most sensationalized and dramatic over-the-top headlines that you can find, and then take the time to go and read those, uh, go read those articles in depth. Because, so the other day, my friend and I, who I've, I've referenced her before, and I think she's watching, um, I'm trying, I'm like looking at everything here, uh, but she's down in Alabama. I've referenced her before. She's she's like my BFF in all of this, and we've been counterparts in in all the notes we take and all the things we do, the things we gift and uh, kind of like a team. And uh, we were talking the other day about the possibility that some of these articles having to do with the climate, they're so mass generated now that it's, there's almost an artificial intelligence component to it. And we're, we're trying to find like debating whether or not the people who wrote the article, you can't find the people who wrote the article. Like, it's not just exist. about that topic either. I've noticed this, that the propaganda articles are so poorly written that it's either like a 14 year old or this was not even written by a human being. And they're just exactly it out. Exactly. And that, yeah, to be, to be fair, it's not, I mean, my, my purview, I always joke, like I just control the weather, everything else is outside my purview. But if it's related to the climate, and that's how I've noticed so many of these, but yeah, they're, these articles are being written by uh, by an algorithm, or not all of them, but many of them. And you know, you're, we're seeing it hammered everywhere. I mean, that building collapse in, in uh, was it Miami? I can't remember, the one in Florida. Uh, th there was something, Joe Biden came out and he was talking about how this really makes us have to analyze the climate. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. And so they, they're saying like, they're they're basically now trying to push this idea of will all of the like shoreline properties and and everything along the coast will these buildings be able to withstand man-made climate change? And to me, I'm thinking, 
the only thing they can't really withstand is the dynamite you put in to detonate that thing because it was pretty freaking obvious that this was all like man I, that's me i think i mean it's like call a spade a spade it's manufactured but i try to say that around certain people and they're like but they wouldn't uh, kill people on purpose and i was like the government kills people on purpose for a living that's what they do it, there yeah. wouldn't even be a point to the government ostensibly if it wasn't professional killing of people so seems we, like uh, yeah. reasonable we, to me Yep. We unfortunately live in a world where there are human beings or people, not human beings. And I've talked about the difference between those two before, but we live in a world where people can't fathom that somebody would want to harm them. And that's one of our biggest crutches as a species. Um, I have to laugh about it because the, the articles of this are becoming so insane. You know, I here, I'll show you if, if you don't care, I'd jump right in and, and show you a couple of these headlines that are just completely uh it's like no matter what it is they'll just say that it's climate change no matter what it is so here let's see here i am going to go ahead and share screen and okay can you see that yep we're all, all right seeing so what more you're seeing yeah so more than a billion seashore animals have been cooked to death in british columbia due to may have i like how they may, say have. may have so i i went through this article about a hundred times and actually my friend carol helped me go through it too and i so i found that this was actually this beach um i forget the name it starts with the letter k uh, was one uh, Kitsilano was um, if, between like 2015 and 2000. I'm, I'm you can go ahead and, and x me out of there. Uh, it, between 2015 and 18, I think it was ranked like one of the most polluted. And I thought like they jumped right into saying they were boiled alive. Well, it was in this little canal. And when you read the article, and this is why I'm saying go hashtag climate crisis, take the articles, dissect them. And you'll see that the sensationalized headline does not match what the article is about because they know that the majority of people are never going to read these articles. And so uh, they, they basically just jump to, they allude that because in this canal there were a few thousand that had died on a day, and they found them on this day that it was really hot and the water had receded. So they then jumped to the conclusion that billions. They said estimated on the sample size that they took, billions may have died because of man-made climate change. And it's just like, you're not even trying at this point. You just, I mean, they literally, I mean, it's it's really frustrating to me. And if you follow me on Instagram, people probably have figured out right now, I'm very vocal. I spit fire because I'm sick and tired of this climate crap because I see the solution to it. And I know it's, it's frequency. We live in a realm that it has a frequency war. And, um, you know, it's not, not to get all over the place. Uh, so you can reel me right back in after this, uh, after this topic. But uh, last night I was just kind of listening to this. I listened to this woman, her name's Emily Moyer. And these folks were talking about like, uh, she, she talks a lot about like Austin and energy and because she lives in the city of Austin, Texas. And, you know, with AU being the atomic uh, symbol for gold, uh, she was talking about a lot of uh, Austin architecture. There's a lot of pyramid buildings that are being built. Uh, the episode was about rivers, which kind of like brought me back to what you and I have talked about with Chicago and the fire and the resets and all this energy, these buildings, the river flows, they change the direction of the river. I mean, it's, it's never ending 
how much of our world is based on energy, frequency, vibration, all of that. And these, these things that people like myself are going out and neutralizing, these are the weapons that make these agendas, all of these agendas proceed. And so it's not just the weather, it's not just the the artificial intelligence, it's not just the mind control. Um, you know, I know I, I've had a lot of people lately since our last conversation and the one I had with Lindsay, uh, that people are, they really think that like the next thing is the uh, the Project Bluebeam, the alien, uh, the stage alien invasion, all of that. And like I would say, you know, we're already there because in what I do, you know, when we make what happens to those chemtrails happen where they're snapping apart, they can't plume out. Uh, we're changing these energy fields. And a lot of those things are not, um, they're not necessarily planes. They're not necessarily physical planes. It's like, that doesn't, I'm not saying they all have to be holograms, but what I'm saying is there are already tricks going on uh, in the sky that, uh, you know, we're already there basically. So it's just the whole thing is an energy war for lack of a better word. Yeah, and I think that really the alien move isn't the end game. I agree with that the climate is the end game because that's actually a reality. Not mm -hmm. that there isn't a reality to non-human intelligence, but think how many open and curious minds that otherwise might have stumbled into something that could build solutions and be empowering, mm -hmm. spend their days spinning their wheels, chasing after <laughs> lights in the sky, that may mm -hmm. or really they don't even get off the couch they just listen or tune in and watch documentaries about you know these blue feathered creatures from this other dimension and they're actually here to save us but we can't see them and they can't help us until we do something to raise our vibrations and like <laughs> there is just so much out there that i'm that is not helpful like mm -hmm. i will have the conversation and entertain the conversation about all kinds of things but when it comes to how much that content exists, I think that there's a majority of it coming through Mockingbird, you know, CIA intelligence agency publishers, or at least infiltrated. And there's many of those characters that you can catch in the act being part of these government ops, at least yeah. in the last several decades, some of the more famous ones. So yeah, I think that I don't think they need to do the big like hologram in the sky. Exactly. It's not necessary. It would probably go right over people's heads, literally, because they're, they're already looking down at their screens all day. If they yeah. saw the video of it, then they would say, that's probably just a fake video. So I don't even know if they can pull off making the world believe there's an alien invasion without like taking out a city or something. And even that would still be, there'd be a lot of skepticism. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in regards to the articles, the news, the headlines, all this stuff with the climate, I cannot stress enough to anybody out there like they all of this fake climate push that they put out there we're manifesting it if we fall for it and you know i i have friends uh, fairly close to me that they see what i do and they they see how the weather is different they they'll say you know oh my god like what you're doing is making a difference oh my god these things work or they've busted towers themselves and they see what happens and but then the news gets the last word they they turn they make the mistake of watching the tv the news gets the last word and now they're back and they're like oh it's still super dry blah 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 and i'm like knock it off like this is not the it's it's not the in my view it's not the same thing as like being in complete denial with like uh 
new cage uh, spiritual bypassing, I would call it, and like the denial of what's really going on in our reality. But people are so quick to think like there's this climate crisis and it's such pandemonium. And it's like, well, the problem wasn't created overnight. So it's not going to be solved overnight either. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of things uh, that, you know, we could, we could talk about today. And really the, the bread and butter of it is that I am, I am carrying this project where like, so help me God, I will make sure that everyone in Arizona who wants one uh, has an earth pipe because I want to be able to show the receipts of this rainfall and the cooler temperatures. I mean, let me show you actually here. I want to show you, um, I pulled up the weather for here. Uh, today versus a month ago and for Phoenix, because Phoenix is typically the hottest, uh, the hottest day. So um, do you have the ability? Okay. Yeah, you do. There you are. So you're sharing, right? So a month ago uh, this week, uh, it was, we had a 110 degree day and now we're looking and, and that was in just before summer started and July is hotter here than June, but apparently not. So, you know, and obviously you can tell a difference in the cloud icons that are over the days, uh, a little bit different. And we have had storms almost every day to some degree, whether they're a half an hour or two hours or over the middle of the night. Um, in the case of Phoenix, you know, they've got up to 118 and now, you know, they're, 104 is not um, actually abnormal for there now. Uh, we have a drier heat, obviously, without the humidity of like the Midwest, for example, but it's getting down to like 94 in July. So you can just see it's, uh, I'll go ahead and exit out of there for you. Um, so it's it's completely different. You did see that, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on okay. it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's eerily quiet. Uh, so anyway, I mean, it's just, you know, I've, I've, I've blogged about this for years at this point. And, you know, when I was in Chicago, I went through this almost daily, how the meteorologists were running out of things to say and how they stumbled over their words. And I, I used Tracy Butler from ABC seven as my like poster child of fraud because all meteorologists are actors and they get their scripts from NOAA or they get their scripts from weather central. Um, they don't decide anything. And when you take out the, when, when you gift organite, when you gift earth pipes around all of the towers, especially the, those next rad towers, which we went through on, uh, on your uh, episode. And I think we went through them with Lindsay too, that the big ball towers on the top, you know, we've, we have now gifted as far, I'm pretty sure now we've gifted all of those that are in Arizona and it has made a huge difference almost immediately after Weren't there we more out there than what were said to they, exist? yeah they so on the on the website you can get like the latitude and longitude points for these and i tell people go go get them uh go go find them and then punch in the coordinates and you can you can figure it out it's not that difficult uh they say that there are four in the state of arizona but we've found six there were two that were unaccounted for uh, that we also gifted before I even started like proactively looking them up. It was like, oh my God, I've seen those before. What the, what the hell? And so, um, so yeah, it's, and once funny enough too, it was just, it was the week of Lindsay's show that we had gifted that out in the forest of, uh, it was a forest between Payson and Flagstaff. And there was a pretty 
heavy fire, at least based on what it looked like in the sky. Um, they, they magnify the smoke with that DOR electro smog. And I, I have this uh, documented on my Instagram and on my blog too, showing how they do it. And it's funny because the smoke would always pull in right before sunrise and right before sunset. And once the sun was gone, uh, that DOR haze would disappear. And all of a sudden that massive fire would just dwindle down. I guess the firemen just decided to put it out right after sunset. So um, after we gifted the tower, the last one, the next rad that was in the forest uh, between Payson and Flag, um, uh, we haven't seen fire, uh, any smoke around here now. It's been about three, four weeks. And what's interesting is I was at the grocery store, I think a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I noticed they, they took down all their stuff they have outside where they're warning everybody who's grocery shopping, like we're in a level four, whatever, everything's levels, everything's red. Um, and I asked my, my friend there who I, I just said we were going to go and uh, wanted to go on a hike. And we actually went to the airport uh, because they were upgrading some towers here in Sedona. And that, now I'm not worried about it. We gifted, but we tried to go on the trail there and it was closed. And it was weird because it was like, where's all the fires? Like there was no smoke. There hadn't been any for several days probably almost two weeks at that point, several days, I know for sure. And eventually there was, a, there was enough pushback and people were like, why are the parks closed? Why, what the hell's going on? And there was fortunately enough pushback that they had to open it back up. And it was kind of like, ha, fuck you, you know? And then I saw that they took the extreme sign down off of the fire stations for the fire warnings and they switched it with high. So now it went from like dark red extreme to now like yellow and says high. Uh, and I, you know, I won't be done till it says, you know, none or non-existent or green or blue, whatever the hell color they want to use for, you know, no problem. Well, at they're all. always going to want to scare people about something exactly. that even in a natural process has a place and would occur to some degree, you know, exactly. but just like every other form of weather that is ever reported on by mainstream media, whatever it is, it is the worst, most apocalyptic end of the world, terrible thing imaginable. Like, one day it could be that, you know, grandmas are melting because it's too hot. And then the next day when it gets rainy and everything is actually a little more comfortable, they're going to be like massive flash floods. Everyone's going to drown. Your property will be destroyed. And it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I yeah. remember going over this with Landman uh, last year. I believe it was early in the year when he was uh, predicting the fire seasons <laughs> that were going to happen on in on the far left coast, like in California and stuff. And the like wording of these headlines and these articles would be literally stuff like blazing hellish inferno expected yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure there are yeah. still articles out right now that are telling people that Arizona is on fire and burning. And uh, for sure, I know you're only in one area of it. So maybe some parts are on fire, but it's well, uh, the benefit I have is that all it's all the people I talk to, all the people I've been working with. The when I talk about the Earth Pipe project, I mean, there's I want to say I'm I'm at like 200 pipes now I've sent to various people in Phoenix and like and and like I've got people in uh, all the burbs there too, like Buckeye and Mesa. I've got people up in Kingman and Winslow and Prescott and Cottonwood and Cornville and ev everywhere, and uh, they a lot of these people they keep tabs on it and I. I spend a lot of time trying to address it and coordinate it and, and uh, keep tabs on it. But like here, I want to show you this. This is what the news is saying now because we have too much rain. Uh, let me know if you can see this headline here. 
Yeah, it says out. rain is back in Phoenix this week, but it may still not make for a true monsoon season. This was like over a week ago. Um, they can't admit that something they might can't. be good. They can't. They never will. You will never, ever, under any circumstances, you will never hear anything positive about the weather coming from anyone ever in the media. It's like here, Globe and Flagstaff hit hard with flash flooding from wild. Here, they had to point out the wildfire burn scars. So it's trying to scare you because obviously it's like I got phone calls the other day from two friends, one in Alabama and one in Nebraska, telling me that they were like, I heard uh you got too much water now it's like yep the media is now saying like oh it's it doesn't matter what happens they're always going to complain they talk about the wildfire burn scars they talk about people here without power anything you can do with that monsoon storms and flood threat to the southwest it's like this is a blessing in disguise like it, it's insane uh you can go ahead and you know it, for anyone with the uh a couple of brain cells left it's not even a blessing in disguise it's just that life needs moisture to exist and so exactly great. in fact in fact you know what actually here i want to show i want to show you this too because after we gifted in kingman this last year and that was where two of these next rad towers were when i when we talked last time we uh it was in may and we had been now at that point for about four months heavily heavily gifting with our friends where we would go drive out and just we'd pick a spot make a day of it picnic do whatever and it's like some days we'd be out for like 10 or 12 hours and two of us who were very agile could get out and we're like strategically gifting getting back in the car and, and just getting from point to point to point so we hit kingman which had a, it was very significant there's a hydroelectric power plant um lake powell very or i'm sorry i'm confusing that with page excuse me that was uh kingman was first and then we did page and but the the significance of both of these places between a hydroelectric plant and these next rad towers we got a really bad not bad we got a heavy snowstorm and so of course they talk about the severe weather slows down this this was actually not a bad thing for me uh slowed down the vaccination efforts because of the severe weather i thought that was definitely god with a sense of humor but they talk about like the avalanche dog. Uh, they got to point that out up in Flagstaff. Or they talked, this is what made the majority of headlines was hikers that were stranded because of the weather. So it was like, we get all this snow, we get all this, this stuff to heal and revitalize the earth. And all they want to talk about, they'll just bitch about the highway closures. So the, the point of it is, is that there is no, um, th there is absolutely no way of winning as far as the climate stuff goes, the media will always sell doom and gloom because it's our energy. It's all energetic. Our, and this is why I tell people like, I, I kind of am at a point where I'm writing off people that bitch to me about anything going on in Arizona now with the dryness. I'm like, get off your ass and help me then. Why don't you? You know, there's, there's, this is a lot of work and it takes forever and it costs a ton. And so it's like, do something or go, leave me alone basically so because that energy is feeding this it's when they say we're your weather authority on the screen if you participate in that crap they are in fact your weather authority the whole energetic bubble the frequency war frequency fence harp whatever you want to call it 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 takes control of that and uh that's why we are seeing such severity in all the headlines no matter where you look it's just total doom and gloom when it doesn't reflect reality very true and 
even a lot of what you call alternative media sources are not much better than sort of doom scroll fear porn outlets as well. Even people that we might like, uh, you know, as an individual, or they've done some good stuff out there. It can be, I want to bring this topic up real quick because it doesn't have to be real quick. I just like to use real quick as a suffix, (laughs) but okay. You were talking about how, when someone just, you barely know maybe, or you kind of know, or even if you do know them and they just shoot you a random article or link to something that's just like, this is bad because of this. And here's why it's bad. And you might have zero context to even why they're communicating with you. I wanted to, to, I wanted to have you talk about that and why that's not helpful and why you kind of turn your back to those type of messages and just don't bother because even it's not about like, Hey, quit bothering Mitch. It's more like, let's think about how the things that we're circulating amongst ourselves and between each other, not just what you might send to me or Mitch, but also what you might send to anybody that you know for any reason. Why are we sending it? Is it constructive or helpful or at the very least inspiring or uplifting? Or damn, maybe at least funny. Like funny is, I'll take funny, you know? (laughs) But let's talk about that because I think we're discussing the whole concept that our thoughts and our perceptions and our expectations have such an impact on the world and I think that we need to be careful what we're circulating just as much as any, not just in the waterways and, and in the sky, but also like through the mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this has happened a lot since uh, the last time we talked. And I, I touched on this too with Lindsay that uh, the doomer, the, the doom and gloomers, uh, there are there are actually people out there who spread such a dramatic amount of fear porn especially pertaining to the weather when it's other topics i you know i kind of have a little more tolerance to it um but i get people that follow my work they read what i write they love my videos my posts they cheer me on they write long-winded emails uh novels of emails and it's it's all about like it's like okay the only thing you're not doing yet is going out and busting towers um but they seem like they're on board and then they'll send this like one article without any context and it's like the world's ending. And, if, and I actually just got one before getting on this, on this uh, call um, from a particular person. And I've, I've talked about her a lot. She's in California and I think people who follow me on Instagram can figure out who I'm talking about at this point. But she's the, one of the most negative energy generators I've ever encountered when it comes to the weather because she's constantly bitching about the fires and the sun turning red. And I'm over here trying to tell people that, you know, the reason the sun is turning red is because it's a mixture of that frequency web and it's ionized and it's taking those particles of smoke, which are positively charged and are pollutants. It makes all of that stuff stick. So I'm trying to explain to people like, okay, what you see there. Here's why you see it. Here's why it looks so bad. And here's obviously how you can get rid of it and what we can do to stop it. Um, We have stopped it here in Arizona. And meanwhile, this person in California still just constantly complaining. And so people send me this stuff and I'm like, and if they don't even say, you know, can I have your opinion? Um, To me, it makes it even more annoying because it's like, what are you doing? Like all you've done, you've, all you've done is manufacture more energy related to this topic you are feeding the web you're doing the same thing that those artificial intelligent written articles are uh creating and you know i 
I am on a fence uh, with my belief system as far as what I subscribe to with like the new age and and the the whole ideas of energy and consciousness and things like that. In my view, uh, I do I am of the the demographic that you know thoughts become things. Our our thoughts are important. I have a friend actually, my friend that I refer to in Alabama. Like if I ever I've noticed over the years that if I say anything even remotely little too negative about like, oh man, I did this and I'm frustrated and, or it's not working today, or they're really hammering us hard with a bunch of trails and zapping and blah, blah, blah. She kind of tunes it out. And then it nudges me to be like, oh yeah, little reminder, stop bitching. Just stop bitching. You don't need to bitch about it because like we're working on it and it, Rome wasn't built in a day. The solution is not, I mean, or like I said, the problem was not created overnight. So the solution won't be either. Um, but it's like you, you know, you get on this roller coaster where you have really good results. Like today it didn't rain quite as much as I thought it would. And it's, you know, I, I think to myself, well, that's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, the, I got what I wished for the other day and we couldn't do our interview. So it's just, what are you producing energy wise? Because this is all energy. And if you're going to play with Organite, if you're going to get into busting towers, it's very imperative that your energy be as top notch as it can be. Because, um, you know, we've, we've discussed the things like the parasitic attacks. We've talked about the psychic attacks. We've talked about, uh, you know, actually, this would be a perfect opportunity to segue into a very funny story about the Georgia Guidestones that I discussed with Lindsay on her show. Um, I, so we were talking about how when you and I had discussed, my, my current uh, thought is that perhaps we are at the 500 million mark of humans because people are actually like physical bodies overwritten with like peop, uh, parasites or programs or artificial intelligence. So it opened up that, that conversation. And I had made the uh, offer during her show that I would offer Organite earth pipes to someone who would be willing to go to the Georgia Guidestones and gift it with Organite. Uh, and I even offered, I, I offered, uh, I offered a lot of free stuff and, uh, the response was great. Um, I had, but the first individual is what I want to talk about. So this individual contacts me and he says, you know, I'd love to chat, blah, blah, blah. We start talking. He had not heard of me before, but he, he found me through Lindsay and, uh, he had happened to have a podcast that uh, we have had an interview. And so I, I'm going to say certain things and other things I'll leave because I know his, his episode has to air. And I, to be fair to him, it's his story to tell for part of this. But the part that's that's for me is we we talked about everything. We got it set up. He was making a trip with his girlfriend to the Georgia Guidestones. And uh, this was for 4th of July weekend. And we were talking about uh, there's like this ritual that supposedly the occult assholes do uh during our you know day of independence uh if you can call it that and they uh they it has to do with that marker and so they were going to go gift it and they were going to do their own uh they were going to do their own energy work and and their own like meditations and and things like that and so i sent the box out with plenty of time and it went straight from sedona for some random reason, it went straight from Sedona to Anchorage, Alaska, instead of Georgia. And it missed him by a day because it went, it took almost overnight, which is the weirdest thing too, because the shipping wouldn't even, you couldn't, it wasn't even enough shipping to ship to Alaska from here. Yet it went there without any issue. 
And then you can see on the timestamps of how it immediately then turned around and it got to him the day after they had to leave. Uh, had to leave because they were they were they didn't live in the same. I think it's Edinburgh or Edinton. I forget what the name of the city is or town where the stones actually are. But uh, I, I've had things like that happen before. Um, anomalies, weird things with uh, like there were there were a couple things before Memorial Day uh, where I was sending. Pro, uh, not products, sending pipes, earth pipes to my friend John in Phoenix. And it normally takes one day. If I send it out before noon one day, he has it by noon the next day. And uh, I think it took seven days. And we were I was trying to get him a bunch of stuff too because he was going to go out on this little adventure. That again had to do with sort of, you know, energy, holidays, holy days, occult crap. And uh, so it's just, it's, it's just interesting what gets picked and chosen to be delayed when it gets delayed. Um, I've had packages show up that have been ripped open. The, the organized been taken out yet. They deliver like empty boxes, literally deliver empty boxes with holes in the side. And it's like, are you, are, are you stupid? It's like, no, it's not. It's like, that's parasites fucking with you. And so uh, it was, it, it made for an interesting story and it, it actually gets weirder than that. And that's the part that to be fair to him, I'll let him, I'll let that come up uh, as he, he tells his half of, of that story and I'll let people know it'll, it'll be available on my Instagram and all that stuff at some point. Um, but, but the whole idea, you know, well, what's I, I, the homies podcast called in case people want to go be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. His name is Todd and he has, he calls it, it's the Godcast goodness over darkness podcast. And uh, we spoke, yeah, it was probably a week ago, I think, a little over a week ago. Um, and uh, yeah, just like I said, it's, I don't want to give away too much because like it got weird. It, it got I weird. I want to point out too that Anchorage is where Harp is. The Yeah. So, so yeah. technically, yeah, I mean, it's the University of Fairbanks around Anchorage. They, uh, I thought it was, I thought they were sending a message and some people I know who might be new to this, they're thinking like, Oh no, aren't you worried? Aren't you afraid? And it's like, no, I laughed because I'm like, they're fucking with me. Like I know what they're doing. And my friends who do this, they were kind of the same too. It's also why I planned ahead and I sent it to other people. So like the Guidestone still got gifted. It's like, but the one that was most pronounced uh, that was, was really geared up uh, to go, you know, bust some stuff uh, was the one that got delayed and you know, it wasn't the end of the world. So it just stuff like that happens and you kind of let it roll off your back because that's like the, that's one of the safer, less aggravating like pushbacks I've had. Cause there's plenty of other pushback that you can get from this. And, you know, people talk about the uh, black helicopters. I know we talked about that. I've seen anomalies in the sky. I've had entities and, and you know, not knowing what it was it was visiting, I've had to ask things to leave me alone or say they're not welcome. And uh, it's all it's all psychological. It's all a control thing, and and you just have to keep control of it. Which is why I say, like, if you're going to dabble in in this type of energy work, I'm not trying to sound elitist. I'm just trying to say, be responsible. If you you know you you shouldn't just go you know, don't just go mess, don't just go bust like a hundred towers and expect it to be, you know, total sunshine and rainbows. I mean, keep your vibe high, take precautions, stay hydrated and, uh, you know, just be on the lookout for things, you know, whether it's just an anomaly in the sky or something weird, like you just get vibes, you know, I tell people all the time, once you start busting towers, you'll see telecom come out, like for people, especially in the cities, I saw it all the time in Chicago, more so than I do here, because there's not a lot of 
places here for them to go. But after you bust towers, you're going to see like your Comcast and Time Warners and uh, your whatever Verizons come out and they're going to be scoping out the towers and trying to figure out what's wrong. And they can't figure out what's wrong because their overlords haven't let them know that you know this is beyond it's not the tower itself that's broken it's the agenda hiding within those frequencies that's broken so uh there's just things things like that that you'll see where you're like oh shit you know like this gets kind of weird so so cool though that <laughs> i mean you're making <laughs> some sort of an impact of people's demonic parasites are making them tweak out and just rip open a package. They probably don't even know what they're doing. But what I think yeah. this made me the Godcast name made me think of this, but I've been really certain more and more certain than ever that the laws of this place require that we respect each other's free will and that mm -hmm. the most immediate and harshest consequences you could ever incur on yourself are the violating of someone else's free will. And I think we get tricked into violating each other's free will and we get some serious consequences out of that or some human beings do. Mm -hmm. However, once we reach a certain level of awareness of the interconnectedness of everything, I do think that it develops a, a strong amount of shielding or invulnerability to being screwed with. And I don't, yeah. like, I, re I really think that you have to live in fear for the worst things to happen to you that aren't meant to happen. And then other things, it gets yeah. complicated because we have agreements maybe we made before we came into a particular life that require us or we've decided to go through a certain experience to learn from. So we can't always be 100% sure that like no, nothing bad will befall us. But I do think that being in alignment with our higher self will or our greatest reason for existing is the, the greatest protection we could ever ask for. And there's a quote from Ether, God, and Devil I wanted to read just because uh, <laughs> I think Reich, some people might be like, Reich would never think that what you're doing had any importance or I've heard that before, like we're way off base here, but here's a direct quote from him. Since everything in nature is interconnected in one way or another, the subject of ergonomic functionalism is practically inexhaustible. <laughs> so there's right from the guy himself who came up with the term, basically saying there's not much of a limit to what you could do if you were aware of this ergonomic functionalism and interacting with it in a, the correct way. Exactly. It's one of the reasons why, you know, it, it's the thoughts become things you're connected to your environment the atmosphere all of that um it's why the media will only sell the doom and gloom about you know whatever's going on it's why if you look for rain uh whenever it is going to rain or you, it looks like it's going to rain or there's at least a percentage a decent percentage chance listen to how they talk about it before it happens there's never anything positive to it because they want you to hate it it's like I just saw today, they're now saying that like the rainforests, the, the Amazon and I forget where else, but they are producing more CO2 than they're, uh, they're, they're emitting more CO2 than they're absorbing. And I'm like, what, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to like make us hate the trees now. They're going to make us like, they're, you know, chop, chop it down basically, you know, cause everything's been about 
air. Everything's been about, you know, ever since COVID or ever since COVID started and the whole, I can't breathe and the masks and that, that air. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure, are we still in an air sign now? I don't know a lot about astrology, um, but I know that a lot of astrological events have been so heavily tied to the geoengineering patterns in the sky. So like, it's just, we live in this realm where everything is really about our energy. And so, you know, it's, it's like, however they can muck that up and they muck it up by screwing. They, they want to mess up what's inside of us first. And then they mess up everything else based on that. We, you know, we really are the creators uh, that they, they are always talking about, you know, we are creators and they want us creating a bunch of crap. So so while uh, we've got like 10 minutes in the free hour left, but I forgot to tell people on YouTube that there will be a second hour that is on Rockfin only. The stream is already concurrently happening over there. And I'm going to drop a link in the chat right now. We'll take a musical break in between the segments so people can find their way over there. I mean, you can get up and stretch or get some water or whatever, get some air. <laughs> I think that we do see a lot of the signs that we've got an air age going, but who knows? It's very confusing whenever we talk about these things, because what do you measure to decide like what sign is the one that is that we're in? So I don't know. But what I do think is they're a spectrum. If there, there are ages like that, the processional ages, then we could expect that there's some bleed over from one to the other. And, Maybe we're in between, maybe we've crossed over, what have you. But when we are looking at modern technology and like Ethereum as a name of cryptocurrency, digital currency, everything existing on the Ethernet wires and being flung around in the air invisibly, there is a lot of evidence that this would be an air age that we've entered at some point and we're firmly in it in some degree or another. So yeah, on Rockfin though, I posted that in the chat on youtube it's the vip section as kaylee said over there already got some tip action so thank you to those of you who have hooked me up with a little bit of monetary reciprocation and yeah the uh rockfin thing might require you to make an account if you don't have one yet but it's super worth it because not only do, do your ten dollars to a rockfin subscription help me out but it gives you access to all the other creators that are on there and their premium content but they've also got free content so even if you're not sold on signing up for the ten dollars just go to rockfin to make an account anyway and see what cool stuff there is going on there that's not censored and buried in the gootube <laughs> algorithms and <laughs> all that but i've promoted that long enough mitch let's get back to business what do you want to get into for the last like eight minutes of the uh, free show here. Well, one thing I want to say quick is uh, thank you, Astro Sam, for uh, filling me in on that. I appreciate that. I saw come up on the side about Saturn and Aquarius now. Uh, and also I want to say the serpent underneath. I just got to, I had to say that I acknowledge the serpent underneath my friend um, who I am always referencing, who is a powerhouse gifter as well. But uh, while we wrap up the first half, I, you know, my big thing right now, like I said, since we talked last time, has been this Earth Pipe project. And with the results that we're seeing, I 
am slowly brewing a project because uh, I can never get an, I'm, I'm a masochist. I can't get enough projects and time occupiers, but I um, am brewing a project that expands a bit further. It expands to a larger portion of the United States. And it, I'm, it's a little too premature, I think, to give too many details, especially having learned what I learned through the Georgia Guidestones package uh, debacle. Um, and, you know, for, for certain reasons, you just wouldn't want to broadcast certain things. But I would love for people to go to my website and to look at under the Orgone Energy tab. I have a section there that says Restore the Desert Project, and that is a compilation of all of the work that I've done uh, here in Arizona for the last almost three years now um, and that it's really you know been beefed up since the the wuhan wiggle started and really since all of the you know since they started saying we were in for a dark winter all of that crap and you know i just i want to be able to show people that you know when you do this stuff in such a large number and you take out the freaking towers like that is the problem that is the issue that needs to be addressed when it comes to this geoengineering crap and I, you know, I, I would like to say too, that like, you know, this year, just to I'm back up on that for yeah, one yeah. second and zoom in that what you're referring to is the fact that none of the stuff they're spraying in the air would have the effect that it's desired by controllers to have without the EMF frequency fence for it to ride on. There's like, it's like a medium that they're painting on in a metaphorical way. It. I've heard it described like that being the medium for the matrix. You're it's like building the veil essentially. Um, but to re to, to be very specific with that, it's, I don't subscribe to the aluminum, barium and strontium argument anymore because the aluminum, barium and strontium argument is the one that everyone is allowed to know and allowed to talk about and allowed to spread like a wild, like a non wild or government started wildfire. It is allowed to be, uh, shared and, and talked about, and the government is propped up as the boogeyman. And so I am hesitant to use the word spray. I even now don't like the word chemtrail, implying that it's a chemical, uh, but more so I think it's a chemical or physical reaction of energy fields that we can definitely uh, go into in the second hour. I've touched on it a little bit in the past, and I'm I think very might, interested in this. Please we, help me out. We, yeah, we brought it <laughs> we'll up a little there. bit. And Lindsay and I talked to Lindsay a little bit about it. I'm it's something I'm becoming more comfortable with saying because it turns a lot of people off. Uh, and uh, there are actually there's no shortage of topics that I uh, that I plan to unleash in the second hour, uh, including ways that you know I want to I want to get pretty nitty gritty and showing people how to pull wet, uh, pull moisture from the ether, how to do this, this activity called ether damming that I do. It will speed up the production of rain clouds and bursting rain clouds. And it's something that for a long time I have been hesitant because it's been a challenge just getting people to uh, make, uh, organize and bust towers to where I'm like, okay, well, if I, if I say this thing that I know and a hundred people around the world or around the country, let's say, are doing it. Are we going to be undoing each other's work if we're not doing it properly? So it's just like, it's something I've tiptoed around and now I'm, I, it's something I definitely want to want to touch on here in the next hour. But uh, yeah, so go, go to my website, see what I'm doing with this because uh, I'm only really just getting started. I mean, I know there are still a lot of places that need help. And some of our friends or some of our mutual friends are helping me 
with uh, with this project that I will be announcing hopefully in the very near future. My birthday is at the end of the month. And last year for my birthday, I gifted 25 chem busters around Arizona, like the kid who brings treats to school. Uh, and so this year I'm thinking, let's, let's go across the United States and let's do some damage for the better. So uh, yeah, I'll have more on that, you know, soon. Yeah, breaking out the big guns on a road trip. If Pretty I'm not much. mistaken, you probably have a uh, cloud buster just hooked up to your car. So everywhere you drive, it's shooting <laughs> around. <laughs> well, Lindsay had talked about that with one of her friends and she's like, I couldn't believe what was going on over the car. And I'm like, I, I, I know, like, I, I know, I believe you. I absolutely believe you. So yeah, no, we want to distribute some chem busters around uh, some other places and take out, uh, just neutralize the fires the way that they've been neutralized here. So I got to get to the rest of that interview with Lindsay that you did over at Rogue Ways because I was enjoying it so much. And then the day ended and it was the next day. And I was like, what am, what did I listen to? And I totally forgot I was halfway through that and it was super good. So I'm going to dive back in. But yeah, we have a lot to talk about in hour two. It's been really fun to do this live as well. And it's clear that you have a lot of really valuable support out there. And I want to thank everyone over on Rockfin who's already there, who's joined in on the tip train. <laughs> I think there's been five people that already slung me a little bit of that monopoly money. So thank you for that. That's really great. And you know, you even made the enticement part of my job easy because you mentioned a lot of the things you want to talk about in the second hour. And I'm really interested in that question of, are, is it even chemicals? I mean, I'm not even sure I can fathom how planes are supposed to work. Like, how, the amount of fuel that is supposedly added to a plane like jet fuel just is mind boggling the the weight of that. And it's very bizarre. So the whole, yep. I think that when we have talked about in the past, some of these ideas like resets and that there's technology that they dole out to us with the whole planned obsolescence cycle. Uh, maybe it's been in existence in certain hands for much longer than we've had it. And they've there's a pattern here and it's just, I don't know, some sort of big group vampirism energy harvesting cycle where you ride the high as long as you can, then you blow it all up and play God again over the rubble. Who knows? But there's a lot to talk about. It's going to be a super fun second hour. And I'm going to play us out with a track by my buddy James Maddie from Costa Rica. Also goes by Mindful Expansion. So we're going to have a little musical break and... That'll last about four minutes, and that'll give you guys who want to migrate over to Rockfin plenty of time to get yourself an account if you don't have one. And also the musical break will be a good marker for you to be able to see where to pick up in the second hour. So hopefully that all makes sense. And if you want to get it, you will. Also for my good friends and and um, you know supporters out there who do Patreon instead, Hold tight, and as soon as I can, I will upload the full version of this to Patreon. But I can't, at least not tonight, I couldn't stream it to both. And I'm not sure if it would be that easy to stream to three places with my internet connection. But anyway, Mitch, you're the man. This has been super fun. And I've got some specific topics I want to get into as well with you, but they might be slightly curveballs. We'll see what you think of them. Maybe not. And I don't want to spoil it, though. So I'm going to hit us up over to the musical break. But everybody, it's been super fun. Hate to leave you guys on YouTube, but we got to do this the way we got to do it, right?
And Mitch, yeah, why don't you, you can tell people goodbye too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're yeah, just no, like, all I right, just, let's do it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to continue on, so. All right, we'll see everyone on Rockfin. Thanks everyone. In a spiral expressed in a rhyme This the new paradigm of your prime Everything is divine like the stars in the sky Growing up but I'm so high Got that bird's eye view While I fly living the truth Until I die So immortal, unified Awaken inside Everything's been designed Riding with my inner guides Wisdom they provide It always arrives on time No surprise, I'm grateful to be alive Shape shifting to a butterfly Living in a dream Like been what it seems Keys and queens Humans and machines A story written in your genes Play it on the big screens How's Lotion and Yeager, it's like a boomerang. This a big game, but it's real serious. See, like a wave in the sea, you're a reflection of me. I hear you calling yourself. I see you look for yourself. So I open my eyes and watch my dreams crystallize as my old self dies. And I'm born into what I visualize. It's the way of the wise, like a serpent in the sky, soaring through the sky, service to the source. Circuits in a course, energy generated with the force, fusing together to enforce the truth. Unity and balance in my course is true. You are what you do, you reap what you sow. As within, so without, as above, so below. Through these cycles, we grow up. Every day we show up. Feet on the earth, but my eyes looking up. Mindful expansion, that's what's up. That's how we do it round here, breathing in fresh air. So beautiful, I swear, this gem so rare. Like a diamond, we become more aware of the self in this reality that I we share. I hear you calling yourself. I see you look for yourself. With the rhythm that be vibing through your prism Light revealing what was hidden True serum is the wisdom Let it flood into your vision and activate The mission this is wholeness, no division This your story, you the writer Let the fire take you higher You the writer, so get lighter And root deep with your core Expand, open up the door So many worlds to explore Embody your words and soar I hear you call.
calling yourself.